Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Second Chronicles 7 and verse 13 and 14. Those will be our main verses this morning. Second Chronicles 7, verses 13 and 14. Beloved, we got so much going on in this world. There's a lot to be fearful about, but not for us. We're Bible-believing Christians. You know, matter of fact, it's no time for us to be complacent. It's actually time for us to get off the sidelines. Can I get a witness? Um, God's shaking everything that can be shaken. And it's time for his people to realize, hey, what's really important? What am I here for? So as this world gets a little crazier every day, I want to talk a little bit this morning to this body and whoever happens to hear it on the internet or Spotify or whatever. I want to talk about us as Bible-believing folks repenting. You know, and that's not a popular topic. You know, it's not. I don't, I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to think about it. But there's so much that we can give up, so much that's not productive to our relationship with the Lord. Does that make sense this morning? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? These things in our life that are not productive to our relationship with the Lord, these roadblocks, if you will, that mess up our communion, our fellowship with our Lord and Savior. I said a couple weeks ago that, you know, when, when we accept that precious gift, when, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are so quick to run and grab that salvation. He is our Savior, but He wants to be more than our Savior. Can I get a witness? He wants to be our Lord and Savior. He wants to rule and reign in our lives. Amen. So let me just read. Uh, uh, well, you know what? Let's just pray. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your anointing this morning. Thank you, Lord, that your will is going to be done in this service. Thank you, Father, that what needs to be said will be said and what does not need to be said will not be said, Lord. But we will leave here excited and refreshed and encouraged and ready to be what you've called us to be and do what you've called us to do, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Everybody in the church said, Amen. So if you've been a Christian more than a week and a half, you're probably somewhat familiar with Second Chronicles 7, 13, and 14. Well, that's where we're going to be today. Um, but you know what? If you know it, like the back of your hand, that's okay. I do want us to memorize Bible verses, and that's something that I work on um, with, with my own children, that we memorize certain Bible verses. Okay, so I'm not saying we don't memorize this verse, totally memorize the verse, okay? But we need to do more than be familiar with the words in the Bible, amen? We need to meditate on them, and we need to do what it says. Does that make sense? Okay, the blessing is, doing what the Word of God tells us to do. Amen. So Second Chronicles 7 and verse 13. Here we go. We have God the Father making a pretty important statement to His people. Okay, raise your hands if you are one of God's people this morning. Raise your hands if you've been grafted into that family. Okay. When I shut up the heavens... Now listen, listen. This is where the rubber meets the road right here. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Okay, would God do something like that? Well, right here, let me read this again. When I shut up, 
this is God saying, hey, these things can happen, okay? But there's a reason why God allows these things to happen, okay? Now, last night when I was studying, I, I, I began to do like a, just jot down a little bit of a loose paraphrase of this verse, Okay, and I, and I mean super loose, okay? This isn't Scripture. This is Paul Rott talking. But I want to take this verse right here. Let me read it again real fast. This is Scripture. When God, when I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Okay, now this is what Paul, he said last night. Just a loose paraphrase of kind of what's going on in our little world right now. And I could have kept writing and writing and writing and writing. I didn't have to stop. There were so much crazy things that were coming into my mind that's going on right here in our little community, right here in our precious little neighborhoods. When the innocent are being murdered, when there's rioting in the streets, when racial tensions are higher than they have been in my lifetime, when millions of people are addicted and dying from illicit drugs, when you can be shot dead in the streets for wearing a hat or a shirt that says your president's name, when, and that's not, that's not a political statement. I understand that sounds kind of political. But I'm just saying, when in the world has that been a thing? When in the world has that been a thing? When you wear um, your president's hat that says, you know, whatever, and then you can be shot and killed for that? I'm not, I'm not talking about Democrat. I'm not talking about Republican. I'm talking about our little world. Our nation is crazy. Can I get a witness? Okay. Be shot dead in the street for wearing a hat or a shirt that says your president's name on it. When natural disasters and plagues are too numerous to keep up with. When right is wrong and wrong and right. When people are burning down their own cities. When folks are being shot up in churches and schools and on and on and on and on and on, etc. Oh, and when murder of the unborn is cause for celebration in our cities and its leaders rejoice. Now this stuff's going on, man. So, I think, well, I don't think I know. I know that God is talking to His people Okay, because the world follows a different master. Okay, and the world's going to do what they're going to do. Okay, but God is trying to wake up his people. What do you think 9-11 was? What do, you, what do you think Hurricane Katrina was? Signs of the times? Yeah, maybe, sure. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, okay, sign of the times. <laughs> but look, man, these are wake-up calls for the church, for God's people. Okay, so let's go back to our verse. And I'm sorry for that loose paraphrase, but that's just kind of what the Lord has been showing me. It's like, man, we can't be blind to this stuff, man. It's crazy what's going on, man. Can I get a witness? When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, I'm trying to get your attention. Or command the locusts to devour the land, I'm trying to get my people's attention. Or send pestilence among my people. I'm trying to get my people's attention. Do you see what God's doing here? Okay, so look on your bulletin at Psalm 119 in verse 67. And let's look at what the psalmist says, okay? Psalm 119 in verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Does that make sense to anybody? Man, I was just doing the thing, man. I was just... As a Christian, as, as someone that loves Jesus Christ, 
I was straddling the little fence there. I was, I was refusing to give up these areas in my life. Now check it out. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But look, before I was afflicted, God will absolutely allow you to go through some painful circumstances. Okay? God's way more concerned. This is a true statement. God's way more concerned about his relationship with his people than he is about you relaxing in your lazy boy watching your favorite TV show at night. Okay? God is hungry for that relationship with his people. And God really wants his people to wake up. Okay? I'm talking to me. I'm talking to all of us. And this is a message for all of us. Ain't none of us perfect. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. See, God's shaking all these things up and he's saying, church folk, Christian people, wake up. Wake up, man. Okay? It might get a little painful here, but it's because I love you. He, remember, he chastens those he loves. Okay, so here we are. We're pilgrims passing through. Okay, but we got a job to do while we're here. Amen? So you know what God's saying? All right, Brother Dwayne, get in. All right, Brother Larry, get in. He's calling us. He's calling us to get busy. Okay, so here we go. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. All right, yeah. But now I keep your word because there was a change in me. There was a change in me, okay, because God let my little world fall apart. Can I get a witness? God let these things that I was trusting in, my little bank account, my job, my relationships, whatever it might be, God said, you know, I'm going to let this stuff get a little disrupted, okay, because I want my relationship with my people, because I need my people, okay? Look at Revelation 3 and verse 19. It's on your bulletin. This is a message to the church of Laodicea. Those whom I love, are you loved by God this morning? Are you in the family? Okay, so let's understand this. that he's, He ain't picking on us, okay? He's not being mean to us. And no, we don't always understand the things that he does and the things that he allows. Okay, but we can understand this. He's going to do what's best. He will do what's best for us, amen? Those whom I love, that's me and you, okay? If you're a Christian, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, guess what? This is for you. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you need to do that. You need to do it today. Those whom I love, I reprove. Approve? Those who I love, I approve? No. Reprove. Okay? Rebuke. Bring correction. Okay? Who likes to be rebuked? Not me. Not I. Okay? But God does this because he loves us. And he's saying, hey, church folk, get busy, wake up. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. What kind, of, what kind of mommy would you be? What kind of daddy would you be if you didn't discipline your children? Not a very good one. You know what I mean? Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Do you hear what I just said? So be earnest. Be serious about this and repent. Okay, so here we are. It's me. I'm standing in need of prayer. It's all of us, man. We've all got these things, these, these warning signs where God's saying, hey, hey, you need to get back with the program, chief. You need to get back on track, brother. Okay? You know, remember before 9-11, there was the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center? Not a lot of us remember that because it's been overshadowed. It's been eclipsed by 9-11. You know, but man, that was a wake-up call right there. Okay? And so, I mean, how bad does it have to get before we as Christians say, you know what, enough's enough. Enough's enough. Can I get a witness? 
Give him some praise. So when these things happen, God's trying to get our attention. Verse 14, this is the one we all know. But let's read it again like it's the very first time. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Okay, this is our main verse right here. Okay, now we're going to break it apart. We're going to break it apart. We're just going to dissect this old boy. All God's people say, we're about to dissect this old boy. Okay. If my people who are called by my name, who is that? That's us. Okay, so let's understand something here. Okay, the ball's in our court. Isn't that crazy? We can fuss and complain and, and say the world's the mess, and the world's certainly a mess. But God says, okay, I want my people, I want my people, my Christian folk, my babies, to do something about it. Okay, now, it's not us, but it's us being obedient to the Lord. Okay, because our God can do all things. All right, us without the Lord, we ain't nothing. Amen, can I get a witness? Now, a little group of folks that are serious about repentance, a little group of folks that are serious about returning to the Lord and that humbly seek God's face can change a community, can change a nation. But it's going to start with, it's going to start with me, it's going to start with you. It starts with one person saying, you know, I'm not going to be that person anymore. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, this is what's important, okay? I'm only here for a certain amount of years and God has blessed me with the wonderful privilege to walk on this earth. He didn't have to do that. But here he says, here, I got you here. But I don't got you here just to have a career, just to have a family. And God approves of all those things. I'm not saying he does not. But I'm saying that we have a purpose here. Okay, we are here to give God glory. And I think sometimes Paul Rott, that's me if you don't know, Paul Rott, Paulie, sometimes I, I have been very guilty of losing my saltiness. Okay? my saltness. Anyways, we'll probably hit that verse in a minute. If my people who are called by my name, talking about God's people right here. God's people, that's me and that's you. Okay, we can't say, well, you know, if this man gets in office and everything's going to be cool, or if this man stays in office, everything's going to be cool. No, it's, it's not about a man. Okay, it's not about a man. It's not about a political party. And I, I do vote, and I think every single Christian should vote. I do. I really, really do. Um, I'll tell you who to vote for, actually. You want me to tell you? My mama said I can't tell you. I got to be obedient to my mama. She will. But I wasn't going to say a person's name. I was going to tell you. It don't matter. All God's people said, just move forward, Paul, please. I'm trying. If my people... God's people. That's me and that's you. So look at Matthew 5 and verse 13. It's on your bulletin there. Matthew 5 and verse 13. This is what God, this is what Jesus says that you are. Okay? You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, or its favor, slaver, potency, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. 
You know, when I see the modern day church, and man, this is this is this is painful, man. You know, we're just getting ran over by the world, man. We're just being trampled because we've lost our potency. So much of the church that we've lost our our potency. Does that make sense? Okay. But see, God says you're the light. You're the light. You're the salt. Okay, so we got a job to do. All right, what does salt do? We all know this. Salt is a preservative. You know, you take the fishies and you, and you pack the fishies in the salt and that keeps them from spoiling. You take, the, you take the meat, you take the food, you pack it in the salt. That keeps it from spoiling. It's a preservative. Okay, so if we're the salt, you know, God says, hey, get busy, man. Get busy, okay? Put God first and let's be about his business, amen? And I'm talking about a group of folks that are serious about prayer. Okay, if you want to go get your signs and go in the street and change the world that way, that's fine, man. That's cool. Okay, do it legally. But I'm saying there's power in prayer. There's real power in prayer. Okay, and this is what God is calling his people to. He's saying, hey, when you see this happen, okay, that's a big wake-up call. And when you see that happen, get on your knees and repent and repent and cry out to me and let's have some things change around town, okay? But it, it's, it's telling the Christian folk that we got to get serious, okay? So what, what is something, you know, okay, here, here you go. When I think about salt, it makes me thirsty just to think about it, you know? Matter of fact, I'm going to enjoy some of this delicious spring water. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so salt makes you thirsty. Do you think that God would like for his people to make the world thirsty for something they're not involved in. You know, when everything's falling around, and people, there's people, there's, there's people that aren't saved that are looking for a truth. But, but sometimes when they look at the Christian guy or the Christian lady, they're like, mm, I don't know. Mm, I don't know about that. You know? Because we're not being that preservative. We're not, we're not being salty, man. We're not standing up for what's right. And I'm not talking about judging folks. Okay, I'm not talking about looking down on people. I'm not talking about standing on the side of the road and saying you're going to hell. Okay, because you don't know what's in anybody's heart. And you don't know what got them in that situation in the first place. You know, but what I'm talking about, man, is really, really us. Me, you, individuals, a church saying, you know what? I want to be what God wants me to be. No more wasting time. You know what I mean? So here we go. You are the salt of the earth. That's you. That's me. So God has a job for us to do. You know, we're supposed to make people thirsty for Jesus Christ. But a lot of time we're not doing that. We're turning people away from it by how we act. Can I get a witness? Okay. But if my people would be salty, if my people would be that light that I've called them to be, y'all with me? If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. If my people, that's us, would humble ourselves, if we would realize, if we would look in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm kind of a messed up dude. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things in my life, in my thoughts, that aren't pleasing to God. And I want to give those to God. Does that make sense? Let's think about Isaiah real fast. Remember Isaiah when he was caught up into God's presence and he's like, man, I am ruined. I am ruined. Okay, he realized, man, in God's presence. He realized, and Isaiah was a good dude. Isaiah was a godly guy, you know? But, but it was at that point when he realized, man, I ain't that good. 
not face to face or about as face to face as you can get with the creator of the universe. He was very much aware of how messed up he was. So I want you to think about that. And this, this is for all of us, okay? I'm not picking on anybody, okay? If my people, that's me and you, would humble themselves, realize, you know what? I might have lost a little bit of my saltiness. You know, I might not have been doing the things I'm supposed to do. You know, some of this problem that's going on, I might have a little bit to do with it by not being what God's called me to be. Amen? Does that make sense? I mean... If we're salty, if we're to be a preservative, okay, then sometimes I don't think we're preserving very much, you know? Okay, can I get away? I feel like I'm beating you guys up. You want to take a break? Should we go for a walk or something? Okay. Would humble themselves. Realize I got a part to play in all this, man. You know? I certainly can't fix it, you know? It's like Billy Joel said, we didn't start the fire. Okay, yeah, this, it's been messed up for the duration. It's been messed up, but it ain't getting any better. Okay, and God's saying, church folk, Christian people, my babies, wake up. Amen? Would humble themselves and pray. Okay, humble myself. All right? The opposite of pride, right? Don't be proud. Don't be prideful. Okay, don't think, well, I'm a Christian and I got my act together. No, you don't have your act together. <laughs> no, you don't. Not like we're supposed to. You know what I mean? Certainly, we, we, amen, we can't get on our little pedestal. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to heaven. Okay. Well, we need to have a Christ-like burden for a lost and dying world. You know what I mean? Would humble themselves and pray and seek God's face. Now, I do a fair amount of praying. I'm sure you guys do, too. We're supposed to pray. That's a wonderful, powerful, amazing tool that we have. Very neglected tool. You know, let's be honest. We don't use it like we should. We don't do it as often. I mean, the creator of the universe who has an intimate relationship says, I want, even though I know every single little thing about you, okay, I still love you so much, and I want you to get to know me. I, w- I want you to grow in this relationship with me. And that goes through that communication, man. God says, cry out to me. Spend time with me. Hang out with me. Get to know me. And see, this is what he said. If my people would humble themselves, okay, <laughs> humble themselves and pray, seek my face. And so when we seek God's face, you know, that's a little different than seeking uh, what's in his pockets or, or seeking what's in his hands. What can he do for me? You know, and I do a fair amount of praying. I do. And a lot of it is petition. A lot of it is like, God, you know, it'd be swell if you could do this. God, it'd be awesome if you could do this. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Okay. I'm not saying we don't ask for things. Okay. Whoever told you don't pray and ask for things for yourself. That's wrong. That's not biblical. Okay. Let's here. Check this out. We need to seek his face. What am I, what are you talking about, Paul? Look at your neighbor and say, what is he talking about? Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Going into that deeper relationship. Going to that next level of intimacy. Okay, so if my people would humble themselves and pray and seek his face. So pray, not because the preacher said pray, or not pray because, well, I kind of feel like I need to do it, or pray because I really do need some tires for my four-wheeler or whatever. No, if you would 
just cry out to God and seek his, come into his presence, get to know him. And I think, you know, if I'm honest, I don't do that all the time. But that's what God wants. God says, get to know me. Who, does anybody in here want to go deeper in their relationship? Amen. Amen. Well, see, check it out, man. God's inviting us. He said, when these things happen, when everything's going crazy, guess what? I'm trying to get your attention, okay? Because you're a knucklehead, you know? I'm trying to get your attention, all right? So humble yourselves. Pray to me. Seek my face, man. Who I am. Get to know me. See me for who I am. And there's a lot of benefits in getting to know our God. Not knowing about him, but knowing him. Amen. Does that make sense? Okay, so, like, remember we talked briefly a second ago about Isaiah. One thing that he was very much aware of, as he began to get a clearer picture of who his God was, was how messed up he was as an individual. How messed up Isaiah was as an individual. You know, when we, the more we get to know God, this is something that's going to happen. The deeper you go into a relationship with the Lord, guess what's going to happen? You're going to realize, hey, I'm, I'm kind of a messed up dude. You know? I do not have my act together like I'm trying to pretend to be. Does that make sense? Okay. So if my people would pray and seek my face, Proverbs 8 and verse 17. This is God talking to us. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. So God is, is, is asking us, he's, he's, he's serious about this, He's saying, seek my face. If you want more of me, seek me, and you won't be disappointed. We're talking about, I mean, we're really talking about life-changing stuff here, Brother Donnie. We're talking about life-changing stuff when we get to know God at a, at a deeper level. You know, and, and we, we enjoy that intimacy with him that we've never had before. And guess what? The takeaway from that is, man, you know what? I'm kind of a mess in some areas here. You know, Isaiah said, man, I am ruined. I'm, I'm messed up. I got some unclean lips. I hang out with people with unclean lips. There's a lot going on that's wrong with me. Can I get a witness? Okay. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Okay. So let's think about that as we go into our time of prayer. You know, it's not just saying some nice little words. That's the beautiful thing about praying by ourselves. You know, ain't nobody faking or being silly or trying to talk eloquent when we're by ourselves praying. It's just you and the Lord, you know? And so God wants us to take this business serious right here. Can I get a witness? I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Okay, you ever heard that before? If you're serious about God, you draw an eye on him, he's going to draw an eye on you. But God's not into playing games. He's not. He's not into playing games. We're the ones that love to play games. He's like, man, things are a lot more serious than you realize, brother. And I need you to get activated. I'm calling you into active duty. Psalm 27 and verse 8. This is cool. This is really cool. You have said, seek my face. That's God's invitation, That's God's inv invitation to all of us. God says, hey, get to know me. Let's go to that next level of intimacy. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, God, your face, Lord, do I seek. Isn't that cool? So here's the invitation. And here's the psalmist saying, yeah, I feel it, man. 
I feel it. And I'm going all in. I'm going to that next level. And that needs to be our cry. You know, we got a world falling apart around us. You know what I mean? And we need to go to that next level in our relationship with the Lord and stop hanging on, hanging on all this stuff that's going to crumble and be burned up anyways. Can I get a witness? Okay, if my people who are called by my name, that's you, that's me, humble themselves, that's what God is saying. This is a prerequisite here, okay? Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. Humble themselves. Okay, you want to humble yourself or you want God to humble you? Do you want, you want to do this or God can do it? Because pride certainly comes before a fall. And we've seen a lot of big-time ministry, you know, crumble over the years maybe a little pride slips in there like okay it's okay it's okay and god says no it's not okay man you are mine you represent me okay therefore i need you to act like you're one of my kids when people see you on them say hey man that guy right there looks like his big brother jesus if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face not just what god can give us okay but pray and seek my face, going to that next level, and turn from their wicked ways. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that absolutely crazy that God would say that to his people, that we got some wicked ways in us? Think about that, man. Okay, we're, we're, I'm talking about people that love Jesus Christ. I'm talking to people that have accepted that precious gift. Okay, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Okay, so we belong to Jesus, and we're going to heaven, and we love Jesus. And God says, here you go, here you go. You're you, you kind of frustrated with what's, what's going on with the people getting murdered and all this craziness. Well, look, why don't you humble yourself? And why don't you search your heart and see just maybe you might have lost a little bit of your saltiness there, big man. Maybe there's some things that you might need to get rid of, you know, to, to turn from, to repent. Isn't that painful? Isn't that really, really hurtful? Maybe it's just me. Maybe you guys are perfect. I don't know. But man, there's, this is like so convicting to me because I do, I am so burdened for my land. I'm burdened for my nation. You know, I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good leader. I, I want to be a good husband. You know? But there's some things I got to give up. Can I get a witness? And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, that's a beautiful thing right there. But see, God says, you, us, Christian folks, my babies, humble yourselves and realize that you need to repent of some stuff. That's painful, man. But see, we do. We all do. We all have things. We have attitudes. We have thoughts. We have actions. We have things that are not God-pleasing. Okay, so God says, hey, hey, look here, do an inventory. Okay, repent, repent, people, repent. I'm not being mean to anybody. This, I'm just very convicted about this, you know. And I do, man, I want us, I want my kids to be able to go for a walk in the neighborhood and not have to seriously, man, think, well, man, who knows what's two houses down the road, man? Who knows what's going on? Can I get a witness? And turn from their wicked ways. God's calling us to repent. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. So that's a good part. God says, you do an inventory. You give these things up. Oh, guess what, man? 
you're going to enjoy some rich times of fellowship with me. We're going to go to that next level. And that's what we want. Amen. Look at Acts 3.19 right there. It's, uh, yeah, it's on your bulletin. This is the Apostle Peter giving that, uh, um, that humongous, uh, amazing sermon of repentance on the day of Pentecost. Repent, therefore, and turn back. That's what repentance is. It's like doing it in about face. You know what I mean? Repent. That's what God wants us to do. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Okay? Is that a possibility? That we're holding on to things that are really hurting our communion with the Lord? Some things that we're holding on to that God is, you know, as the gentleman that the Holy Spirit is, has said, hey, Polly, deal with that. Hey, stop doing that. Hey, don't do that. And then the more we persist in doing that, listen up, because it's true. That voice gets a little softer and a little softer and a little softer. But the whole time, the Holy Spirit's been like, don't do that. Don't do that. Amen? Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That's cool. That times of refreshing. You ever felt like your relationship was kind of dry? You know, like, man, I need that joy of my salvation again. You know, it's just, man, it ain't like it was back in the day. Okay, well, how about this? How about you repent of all this rubbish that we've been pulling around, and then we can enjoy that next level relationship, that time of refreshing. Amen? Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Okay, because sometimes, man, true story, you know, we don't want to do what God's telling us to do. We don't want to repent. We don't want to turn from this stuff. Okay, so guess what? That's, that's causing our fellowship to suffer with the Lord. Okay, I'm not saying you're not a Christian person. I'm not saying you haven't accepted that gift. Okay, but sometimes we carry around way too much baggage that we're not supposed to have. And it is severely messing up your communion with the Lord. Same thing, or, or here's an example. Your kid goes out and does a bunch of horrendous rubbish. You love your kid. You love them. You're not kicking them out of the family. But you're saying, man, we've got to come to an understanding. There's some things we've got to work on. Okay? Can I get a witness? Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And then Judges 17 and verse 6. I've been in the Judges a lot in my personal study, Sister Donna. And it is, it is so awesome. There's all these neat things about Israel in, the, in that period as they came into the promised land and they didn't have a king. And you see where God blessed them and they prospered over and over again. And then they get into idol worship. They, they, they get into a, just this bad state of rebellion. And then God will warn them and God will send a judgment on them, another, another nation or a plague. Something will come on the land that will shake them up. And then they'll cry out to God. And God will bring in a judge. God will bring in somebody. God, will, God listens when we repent. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I should say. When we repent, God's ready to listen. But see, God doesn't want to play these silly little school games with us anymore. You know what I mean? He's like, man, you've been a Christian for 30 years, dude. Right? You've been a Christian. Oh, man, this is, this is bad news, man. Y'all going to vote me out. It's okay. My mom ain't going to make me go nowhere. <laughs> I'm playing. Oh, my goodness. 
See, anywho, let's look at Judges 17 and verse 6. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Listen, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Yikes, man, that's us. That's us. As Christian folks, man, we're like, well, God will understand if I... No, he doesn't. He's not, he's not cool with us doing this. I mean, he understands completely. He knows what we're doing. We're not fooling him. And we need to stop fooling ourselves, right? Yeah, you know it's true. You know it's true. Okay. We do have a king. And he's saying, repent, man, repent. So we can have a time of refreshing. If you want your land healed, if you want your relationships healed, if you want your home to be healed, if you want your finances to get back on track, whatever it is, you know, God says, man, return to me. All right? Return to me. Humble yourself. Return to me. Seek my face. All right? And we'll get, so we'll get down to business. We'll change some things. All right? And man, this nation needs a church to, to wake up. Amen? In those days... There was no king in Israel. Okay, well, we have a king. Okay? So, we can't plead ignorance. We can't say, well, there's nobody setting the standard, which the church is supposed to be that salty standard. That church is supposed to be that preservative. Okay? But we do have a standard. We have the Most High God. We have the Holy Scriptures. We have Jesus Christ that says, do this, man. Do this and be blessed. Or do what you want to do and reap the consequences. Okay, goodness gracious. But I know God can and will heal our situation if we humble ourselves and repent and seek Him wholeheartedly. That's what matters, man. Amen? So here we are. We're in this messed up situation, this messed up land, this messed up world. And God's saying, hey church, look at your neighbor and say, hey church, time to wake up. So, Christian folks, we need to search our hearts. We need to turn from our wicked ways. And that's a painful thing, man. You know, could there be a wicked way in me? Could there be some things that are just completely vile to the Lord? Oh, yeah, all day long. Now, you know it's true. God says, give that rubbish up to me. All right? Stop waiting for somebody else to do it. Stop waiting for somebody else to get their act together. You know, you get your act together. Paulie, you get your act together. Amen? Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more and may God bless you.